This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I am your host, Lindsay, and I'm so grateful you're here today. So grateful for this opportunity to share this podcast every single week for six years now. And normally on this podcast, we produce episodes that go out every single Friday with usually professional distance runners. Sometimes we do everyday runners and also track athletes as well and entrepreneurs in the running space. In today's episode, I'm really excited about, this is a bonus episode for the week, and it's a returning guest, my friend, Ann Mazur. Ann was on the podcast, episode 213, December of 2019, when she qualified for the Olympic trials in the marathon. And you gotta go back and listen to that episode, first of all, because just such a joyful episode hearing her story to qualifying for the Olympic trials and the marathon and what that meant to her. And uh, some of you might follow Anne on social media. Her uh, Instagram is runners love yoga. She is known for her amazing yoga videos and teaching. And she also has a really awesome apparel line. So in this episode, we get a catch up on what Anne has been up to since the Olympic trials and being able to run that marathon, the races she's done and also the rebranding and launching of Relay Active, which is her apparel line that is so good. The item that I will just rave and rave and rave about is the Rachel Pocket Short. I have worn so many pairs. Is it pair or pairs? Either way, whatever, (laughs) of spandex shorts. And almost all of them right up. These things don't move at all. They stay in place and they're so comfortable. They're the perfect late length and the material feels like butter. So uh, I love supporting small businesses. I love when people dream big and go after a vision that they have. And that is what Anne has done with this brand. So I'll let her tell you about it in the podcast. I do want to let you know in the episode, uh, we refer to it as Relay Run Co. And since then, she has changed the name to Relay Active because she just really wants to make sure it's inclusive to people who do any activity, not just running. So you all can check it out when you go to RelayActive.com. And if you use the code ANOTHER at checkout, that'll get you 15% off your order. So go support Anne. I really hope you all enjoy my conversation with Anne and all the stories that she has that have led her to this time and place in her life and her career. And I just hope you enjoy this bonus episode. I hope that this is fun for you. We will also see you again on Friday with a new episode with Emily Enfeld, another returning guest on the show. It was great to hear an update from her. So if you do love the podcast and what you're hearing over here, please leave us a rating and interview on iTunes and Spotify. I do draw a winner every single week from iTunes uh, where I can see your name for those reviews and I give away a pair of Gooder sunglasses. So go give yourself a chance to win a pair of sunglasses. Not that many people do it. So your chances are pretty darn high. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Anne. Well, today on All Have Another, we have returning guest Anne Mazur on the show. Welcome back, Anne. Thanks, Lindsay. Great to be here. 
So last time we talked, which I've kept up with you on social media, but last time we mm-hmm. talked on the podcast, you had just qualified for the Olympic trials. Yes. Yeah. Which is, is still kind of crazy. And I almost can't believe I still did that, but it uh, sustained me through the pandemic. That's for sure. Yeah. Like riding that high, I bet. Yes. Um, gosh, when I think back to that interview, you were just like on cloud nine. You were so happy and just you had worked so hard for that goal because that like you were in that group mm-hmm. that qualified at CIM and uh-huh. then you all ran the trials and then yes. pandemic. Uh-huh. How, how was that like coming down from? Because, you know, they say like you do some big life event and then it's like you get the like post marathon blues or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, how did you handle that? I don't know. I don't think I really had post marathon blues because I don't know. Like you said, I think I was on such a cloud nine that I just stayed there. <laughs> um, but I really did work so hard to get there. And it, it really was like all of these things perfectly came together. And I had been working towards that for, you know, really my whole running career, but very hard for the past three years before that. So it just, I was really just glad once the pandemic happened that I had qualified because I feel like I had had so many times where I was really close and mm-hmm. I just missed it. And that was really hard, you know, like when you're on the other side of that barrier and, you know, you see your dream kind of slipping away. And, you know, so to have, I always operate well under pressure. So to get that done at CIM in the fashion I did it, you know, on my, what would have been my cousin's birthday was mm-hmm. just very meaningful and I'm going to cry all over again, but um, just to cross that, that was the best finish line I've had in my entire life. Like it just, oh, oh, sorry. That was my cat trying to jump in my lap. That's also (laughs) that we should update you on that. That's happened since the pandemic. (laughs) Um, But it, that was the, I can't imagine like a better 10 seconds almost in my entire life that, I just don't think I will have another ten, 10 seconds in my entire life that tops heading into that finish line, crossing that finish line. It was just unbelievable. unbelievable. Gosh. Yeah. You told us all about your cousin in that episode. Uh-huh. I didn't listen back before we are talking now. Um, but now that you mention him, I remember that and how important yeah. that was because you lost yeah. your cousin. Uh-huh. And that race was like such an important piece there. No, it was. So in case someone has listened, so I lost my cousin to suicide and uh, <laughs> sorry, it's still hard to talk about. Um, and I, during my PhD, there was a time where I was actually feeling just like really, really down and specifically like dealing with that. You know, he, he was always someone I really looked up to, you know, he was a college soccer player and, just like an awesome guy and I'm the oldest of four kids. So, you know, I never had an older sibling like that. You know, I always was kind of the one trying to lead the way for the rest of my family. So Ian is someone that I always really looked up to. So, um, I don't know. It was like a really, they should just go listen to the other podcast. They should listen. (laughs) They should totally listen. We'll link it. Yes. Yes. But, um, all these other times where I didn't qualify, then I found out that CIM was going to be on Ian's birthday. And I was like, well, it makes sense now. So I'm just supposed to do it then. <laughs> and then it happened mm. by 15 seconds. So um, 15 it was, seconds. Yeah. It's, it's just, 
I, you like can't make this stuff up. <laughs> no, it's just crazy. Yeah. I still think about those finish line videos. They were so, yes. or like pictures of, cause it was you and like a slew of other women. And it was uh-huh. just like, it was, I would say one of the coolest moments in our like current running history, right? Like yes, everybody knew that all these women were going for this big goal at that yeah. race, which, you know, there's a lot to be said for like that standard being 245 and getting to see uh-huh. these like breakthrough performances and like years of work pay off. And w- I'm just, I'm so happy that we all got to like experience that by just watching and looking at the yes. videos and watching your progress and your training. Now tell us about, I know we're two years removed, but like, did you have a good Olympic trials experience? Oh yeah. It, honestly, I was just glad to be there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I definitely went out too fast. They, they have some sort of cutoff, like thinking back to this now, like, um, like if you aren't on, I don't remember what it was like three fifteen pace through mile 16 or something, they pull you from the mm. course. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like I have to make sure that I, um, get into like mile 16, 15, at that pace. So I, I went out like way too hard, but <laughs> you were nervous. Like what if I blow up sooner oh, and like, I got to make like, sure I get there. Exactly. Which was so goofy. Like yeah. I can run three fifteen pace, not a problem. But, yeah. um, yeah. It, and then the crowds were just like nothing. I've, it was almost too loud at times. It was nuts. Like it, it was like being in a packed football stadium full of people, except you're on a marathon course. Like it, and then to have that and then go from the pandemic where, you know, like, thank God we kind of snuck that in, you know, because that that whole experience, like qualifying and then having Olympic trials, I feel like in a normal marathon, you do a marathon and then there definitely is a letdown mm-hmm. afterwards where, mm-hmm. you know, you're just kind of like, what do I do next? I've been training for this forever. And for CIM and Olympic trials, it was almost like one, I actually did really need a break after three mm-hmm. years of going gung-ho marathon training trying to get the standard but having all these really exhilarating kind of dream experiences you know that by the way like my running career I feel like I was always on the other side of that you Mm -hmm. know like in high school I was 26th at states and the top 25 get a medal you know It was, I was always on the other, like, I never was on the good side of the barrier, you know, even in my college career, like, just, it just never worked out that way. So to have all these things hit just right, and then be around all these people and be in Atlanta, and, you know, there were people from Pittsburgh there cheering for me, there were people from Charlottesville cheering for me, just like people that I, from from Notre Dame cheering for me all over the course, it I don't know. I almost feel like that helped me kind of get through at least the first year of the pandemic because I was just, you know, had that memory of all of these things and knowing that things can go right to get me through these really hard things, too. You know, it's interesting you say that because a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't see those pieces of your story. Like they don't know that you got 26 in the top 25 you know, get a medal and things like that. Cause we, you following someone right now and you don't know like all the building blocks that went into getting you to, to where you landed. And so it's really cool. Yeah, no, I'm just very stubborn. I feel like (laughs) (laughs) anyone else, like there are so many reasons that I could have just stopped running or quit along the way. And I just didn't. And I don't know. All I can say is I'm really stubborn. So <laughs> it's not a bad quality. Yeah. Yes. A, you can you can get through a lot if you're stubborn. Uh-huh. 
So you also, what do you have, like three cats now? Yes. So the the little one, little Nuggy is her name. Um, so little Nuggy, I love it. Yeah, we we didn't mean to name her Little Nuggy. So we the first two cats, Philip found them, my husband, during a photo shoot for Cutaway, his cycling clothing business. And um, so we ended up adopting them. I did not know I was a cat lady. But... <laughs> did you have any cats last time we talked? Uh, I don't. I think I was in the process of adopting Butters and Boo Boo, yeah. which were the first two. Okay. So, um, but I took those them home like right after I qualified at CIM, like a week or two later or something like that. So, um, but then last fall, one of my yoga students showed up to the start of yoga, and he was a little bit late. And you're like kind of standing over my mat. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, come, you know, it's fine. You're late. Just go sit yeah, down. Go sit it's down. fine. You know? And then I realized he was holding a kitten. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's a cat. And at this point, you know, my inner, you know, I've had the other two for a while. So I have my inner crazy cat lady is not so <laughs> inner. <laughs> um, and he was like, he told me he had driven the seven miles to yoga. Um, and he had been hearing meowing. And it was so little Nuggy hitched a ride in the wheel well of an SUV and survived. Oh my gosh. How? Totally, I don't know. Totally unscathed. So she's like my little miracle kitten. Um, and she is so goofy. She's just like the goofiest cat. So like she's like kind of uncoordinated, but it's hilarious. Um, but then the, like the vet tech the next day when we were calling to get her initial appointment, she was like, we'll get the little Nugget in here. Don't the worry. Little you know. Nugget. And then we just kind of started calling her Little Nuggy. So it just ended up being her name. We were going to name her something else. And we're like, ah, she's Little Nuggy. It's so. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Those are the best names because it's like you didn't have to like think about it and contemplate. No. It's like, no, that's who you are. Yeah. So did this guy know you were like a cat person or was he just like hopeful that maybe his yoga instructor would take the cat? I think he just didn't know what to do because he, well, you know, I'm glad he got the cat out of the wheel well, you know? Yeah. So he, he got, he brought the cat and he's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, you can, you get credit for being here. You can go home, <laughs> take care of the cat. And I'm like, by the way, I could always use a cat, even though that's not true. <laughs> um, and he dropped her off the next day. So it, it worked out. Little um, Nuggy. Yeah. So now, so this is really cool too because, um, you know, you have Relay Runco, which you just like relaunched this brand. You already had a lot of apparel, but now you're, you've launched into Relay Runco and you guys actually donate 1% of your proceeds to, is it specifically cat rescue or just animal rescue? Animal rescue. So we don't exclude dogs, all animals <laughs> being, <laughs> being rescued. So I, I love dogs too, but I... I love cats. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. So, um, yeah, that was really important to me. Well, you know, I just, I love animals. And, you know, I think I just talked about how those positive running experiences got me through the pandemic. Honestly, my little animal buddies got me mm. through the pandemic. And, you know, I've been working from home and Philip and I run both of our businesses out of our house. So they keep, they keep me company. Mm -hmm. Like they're my best little buddies. They're so smart. Um, Boo Boo acts like a dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he like doesn't let me. He doesn't like me leaving the house when I go run. Like he'll try to. He knows somehow that I'm about to go yeah. outside. You know, putting the shoes on. To, 
he'll he blocks the door (laughs) you know like ask for belly rubs and then he'll like greet me when I'm home like he's more excited to see me than my husband is half the time so so, yeah they're just they're just the best so you know I think especially in the past couple years like I it's just so nice to feel appreciated whether like that's a human appreciating Mm -hmm. you or an animal appreciating you and I think, you know, like your family is supposed to appreciate you, but you know, these animals don't have, like they are choosing to love you. So um, I don't know, it's, if I can help animals out, you know, that would just, that's just a really important thing for me personally. And if our beneficiaries are actually two small animal rescue places here in Charlottesville oh, and cool. one in Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. So it's, I like that we're helping three smaller ones too, where like the money can kind of go a long way. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just any, with any nonprofit, which these bigger mm-hmm. nonprofits are doing great things, but like the overhead costs are just really, really high. And so, you know, I kind of relate that to my support for the Donna foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like so small still that they're like, dollar for impact is so much higher than like if you were to go support like Susan G. Komen or something like that. And there's a place for supporting, you know, organizations at different levels. But there is something special about these like smaller ground up nonprofits where you feel like you're really like my hundred dollars a year, whatever it is you donate really Uh makes an impact. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, that was really important to me too. And um, we're going to do I'm organizing with the Louisa Humane Society, which is one of the beneficiaries for us to do like a featured adoptable pet of the month, oh, cool. you know, something like that too. So um, I'm I'm really excited about that aspect of helping out too. So hopefully we'll help some animals get some homes and as well as, you know, help support them monetarily. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're racing though. Like you were recently, yes. so I have moved close <laughs> to you now. Yes. So- I was in Indy. Now I'm in Raleigh. And I saw that you came and ran the tobacco trail. Mar- did you do the marathon or the half? I did the half. Okay. How was it? Yeah. Did you like the that race? Was, that was great. I loved that. So I, the first year I did that was actually last year. And they had a pandemic special sort of course for the half. And I guess it was more on the roads and a little hillier last year. And then when I ran it last year, everyone was like, you have to come back and run it when it's the normal course and not... A roller coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, well, I have to come back and do it this year. But I love that race. The organization is really great and top notch. And it's a little bit of a smaller feel kind. Mm-hmm. I like some of the smaller feel kind of yeah. races versus like the really big, you know, like you're in just a massive herd running sort of thing, you know. And my husband and I had a really good time just visiting Cary and that whole surrounding okay. area. Did you stay in Cary? Yeah, it was great. So just it's so green everywhere. <laughs> so green. But is it not so green in Charlottesville, Virginia? It, I don't know. It is here too. But I don't know. When I ran, went down there, maybe it's just because you guys are a little ahead of us with the seasons. Yeah. And it gets green there quicker. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, wow, trees. They're just trees everywhere. Did you win the race? <laughs> no. I. What did I get? I was third okay. this year. And I think I was – was I second last year? I don't rem- even remember. Okay. But, um, I do remember last year, though, they started us at like 5.50 in the morning or something because they it was a wave sure. sort of structure or something like that. So and that is let me tell you, Lindsay, with running the small business, I am not on the early morning no. schedule. 
that was hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's like hard. You got to get all your bathroom stuff out of the way. And like, how do you get up everything moving that early? That's hard. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I had been asleep for like two hours and I had to wake up and run a half marathon. <laughs> yeah. Like you woke, probably had to wake up at like three. Yeah, it was. That was hard for me. Yeah, oh, I'm not gosh. a, I'm not great at the early morning thing. So what, what are you at now? Like, I know you just did a 4th of July race. You're like, you, you are, yeah. you are a serial racer. Like you race a lot. What's yes. going on with your running and like your fitness right now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, with the launch of Relay Run Co, it's been kind of interesting just because well, I had the Pittsburgh marathon, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. So I had that May 1st and that was actually my first marathon since trials. How'd that go? So, that actually went really well. Um, and I must say, I just love running in Pittsburgh. I love Pittsburgh. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate my hometown and how it has just such a distinctive feel with the neighborhoods. And I think especially with just the isolation of the pandemic, like seeing all these running friends that I have from the time I was in high school, you know, mm. the, the firecracker 5K I just did in Pittsburgh over the 4th, there, there were just so many people I knew. It was just kind of awesome. It just made me so happy. I think I'm just a people person. I just, <laughs> I'm way happier being around people. And it, it's just meaningful every time I run there to have this running community that's just almost at this point decades old for mm. me. Um, so, so I had the Pittsburgh Marathon and then it was just like hardcore Relay Run Co. launch prep. And I built the whole website by myself, basically, <laughs> which was that very hard. Is an undertaking. Yes, you can say that again. It and it's like, so so expensive to hire it out. Like, oh, I just yeah. had a new website built, and I'm like, I I don't even think I paid near top end, but like it was like really hard to do it. That's the biggest expense I've ever had in my business. Oh my gosh! So yeah, I did all of that myself. It was like ninety seven percent me, three percent my husband. When I had to go like ask a random like html question uh -huh. or something <laughs> um so that was hard um and then building a website it's one of those tasks where it you know as you're completing one task you realize you need to do abc to get that task fully done so then you have to pause and go do task a but then to do task a you have to do like mm. x and y you know so it's it's just insane so my training since the Pittsburgh Marathon has been kind of interesting. Um, like I took my normal two weeks off and then I've really only been running like 20 miles a week. And then actually before the fourth 5K I just did, I really, I, I knew I was almost not even running 20 miles last week. And I think I, I just looked and I ran 16 miles total. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to build back into it from here. Like things have started to calm down a little bit, but I've definitely been glad to do the races that I've done just to, um, I don't know, keep my speed going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Like that's such yeah. a good way to like make sure you're getting a quick like workout or whatever you want to call yes. it. In. Yeah. I've also been swimming a lot. So. I was going to ask you, have you been in the yeah. pool though? Because I know. Oh, when, yeah. I remember when we talked, I was like, whoa, she swims a lot. Oh, yeah. No, I've been. Well, especially in Charlottesville in the summer here, it's so gross outside, yes. you know, it's when I lived in Pittsburgh, it was kind of the opposite, you know, like the winter is hard, but then the summer is kind of ideal for training. And here is just so gross that, I mean, if I'm in like the twenties or thirties for my mileage and I just go swim for a couple hours a day, I'm a happy camper and it's, you know, 
it's hard to almost drink enough electrolytes here when you're running. I, okay, I was actually just thinking that. I was like, yeah. I was just at the pool earlier today and just like chugging my big water here. Yeah. And I told one of my friends, I was like, I feel like I just can't hydrate enough. Like, yeah. I feel like my goal of the day every day is to make <laughs> sure I have enough water and electrolytes in my system so I don't have a headache when I go to bed. <laughs> like, yes, that's what life is right now. Even if yes. I just run 30 minutes or even if I don't run at all and I'm just outside sweating a lot. Yeah, it's just pouring sweat. It's gross. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm like, that is like my life goal every day is to to be hydrated. Yeah. Um, what did you run at Pittsburgh, though? What did you run in the marathon? Oh my gosh, what was even my time? I think I was 2.53. It was an interesting case because we had actually torrential downpours. Mm. There was actually a moment. During the race. It, yes. It was insane. Like, a marathon is an, an adventure enough, but this was, was like, I don't know, like a Tough Mudder marathon. I mean, was it kind of fun, though? Like, were you it like, kind of fun. gives you that like, element of like, I'm kind of badass doing this. Yeah, I felt very badass. Like there was one point, I don't even remember what mile it was, but you made like a 90 degree turn and the 90 degree turn was into like six inches of water. Oh like it was, gosh. it was that bad. So I feel like the time was kind of irrelevant. Totally. And, and I was, and it's also a really hard course. So yeah. it, it's really, it's really hilly. My friend Louise, who she's done the 2012 trials and she's done like 30 marathons at this point. And she always tells me like, this course is harder than this course. She thinks Pittsburgh's a lot harder than even Boston. Really? Yeah. So I was like, Oh good. I feel good about that performance. I think you should torrential rain now. Yeah. (laughs) Did you place pretty high? You had to have. Yeah, I was second. So that was, that was fun. I wish I had won because that would have been how close were you? (sighs) Let's see. I don't know. I think I was off by like three minutes. Okay. So, I mean, close enough, but far enough away that it wasn't like a nail butter biter or anything. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't think I realized you were from Pittsburgh, but yeah. um, at the pool the other day, that's like my new place. Like we're just always mm-hmm. at the pool. That's I'm like, yeah. that's my social scene right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Glenn about some lit woman I met and then he was like, oh yeah, I talked to her husband. They have to be cool. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I was like, is that a thing? He was like, well, I mean, they're just like fun and quirky and like, I don't know. And I had no idea that people had this assumption that if you were from Pittsburgh, you were like a good time. Oh, good. I like that. I mean, I think so because I'm from Pittsburgh. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where his like thought came from with that I would I just I didn't know that was an assumption but anyway um then I read that I was like you know as I was looking into talking to you today I was like oh she's from Pittsburgh I guess Pittsburgh people are cool (laughs) yeah oh I mean there's definitely part of me that I wish I could move back really oh yeah it's I, I it's such a I mean the running community in Charlottesville is great but I there's something about your home. We'll just I know. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> I know. How what's the drive for you? It's five hours. So okay. It's not that bad and I have That's a it, good yeah, that's not too mm-hmm. bad. I have it down at this point, you know, the route that we go and um it's pretty efficient. And if I fill up with me, you know, helping trade off, it's it's not that bad either. So I'm sure I'll go back a couple more times this summer. It's it's just great. And, yeah. Yeah, we're a 10-hour drive from, well, it really takes us 11, from where we moved. And so mm-hmm. it's far enough that you can't be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I have four days. I could just head on home. 
Maybe that's a good thing, though, because it keeps me here more. Yeah. Um, I do think five hours would be such a nice distance, though, because it's so doable. It is. Like, for the fourth, actually, we went up the day before and came home on the fourth. Yeah. We had work, you know, so... It, you can you can knock it out. It's you're a little tired after the five. I wish I think it's funny to you say that you wish you had five because I always wish mine were a little shorter. I'm like if only it were like two and a half or three. Well, then you could <laughs> really do a weekend. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, ours is like just long enough that like it's a really long day and a really long drive, but it's uh-huh. totally drivable. You know, you're not uh-huh. like you don't need to split it up or anything like that. Hey, everybody, a quick break from my conversation with Anne. I hope you're really enjoying catching up with Anne. I know I am and did enjoy the conversation. I wanted to let you know this year I'm running the New York City Marathon. I'm so excited to run this race and I'm doing it for Every Mother Counts, which is really special to me. In 2019, I had the opportunity to interview the founder, Christy Turlington, on my podcast here. You can go back and listen if you'd like. It is episode 210 of this podcast. And uh, since my interview with Christy, I've had the opportunity to coach the Every Mother Counts charity teams for New York City, Big Sur. And this year, I'm also coaching their Chicago and New York City teams again and decided I wanted to get back and run the New York City Marathon. And what better way to do it than to raise funds for Every Mother Counts Over 300,000 women die around the world as a result of complications of pregnancy and childbirth every year. And Every Mother Counts works to change that. Almost all global maternal deaths can be prevented by ensuring that women have access to quality, respectful, and equitable maternity care. Now, I have set my goal to raise $10,000, which I'm a little bit intimidated by, but I know we can do it together. So I'm going to link my fundraising page to the show notes of this episode at sandyboyproductions.com. I will also be posting about it on social media. My Instagram is lindsayhine626. Twitter is at lindsayhine. And our Facebook group is I'll Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. And um, I would just really be excited if you would consider donating to this amazing cause. And also, if you're going to be in New York City for the marathon this year, Uh, reach out. I will get a thread started in my Facebook group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine and we will for sure host a meetup so that those of you who listen, we can all get together and say hello to one another. Maybe go for a jog or something like that. So a jog? Am I going to get made fun of for saying a jog? I don't know. Anyway, um, let's get to 10,000 for Every Mother Counts together. I appreciate your support and enjoy the rest of my conversation with Anne Mazur. Let's talk about Relay Run Co. though. Oh my gosh. I So I have looked at your apparel for a very long time and always been like, those are so fun. Like those prints and those designs are so fun. But I'm going to be honest. I always was like, I bet those spandex ride up in the middle. And they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I have Lululemon. I have Rabbit. I have Viore. And then I have your spandex. And your stay put better than those other and those other three. That makes me really happy to hear you say that. And this is feedback we've gotten. Like with, we have the Haley five inch shorts, and then we just came out with the Rachel pocket shorts, and they are both like either a five or five point seven inch inseam. I think mine are and the Rachels, right? Yeah, you have the Rachel pocket shorts, but that's 
that's consistently like people have been like, these don't ride up. These don't chafe. And I'm like, yay, good. <laughs> yeah, because that's the yeah. thing. Like I've always struggled with spandex shorts because mm-hmm. I want to wear spandex because I don't want my legs to rub together. Uh-huh. Um, especially like at the beginning of like non-tight wearing weather. Like yeah. the chafage is so bad. But I unless I'm like drenched in sweat or something or like my shorts are totally wet the whole beginning of a run, I'm pulling them down in the middle. And like, I actually wore my Lululemon spandex um, for a race I did in Madison, Wisconsin a few weeks ago. And I was pulling those down in the middle. Like, I don't know, probably 10 times. I was just kept yanking one side down. And um, it's so annoying. Yeah, that's, you don't want that. So I, I've, you know, since I work out so much, it's, been really important to me when we are coming out with stuff that it solves problems like that and you know it it takes a lot of experimenting but at this point I do have 10 years of experience in the clothing industry you know it's been kind of crazy with runners love yoga and that whole journey with the brand um for a while I think I kind of told you this maybe an email or something but um I feel like I've almost had two businesses in one mm-hmm. because we had this streamable online yoga with Runners Love Yoga TV. And then I had Runners Love Yoga Activewear. And it, you know, we started with just running singlets that were really popular. And then it just kind of organically grew from there. And we kept adding in more things. And I've focused for a while really on sports bras because. I wore another major brand and then they just, the quality was just going downhill. And I felt like I was, they were like squeezing my ribs and just Mm. uncomfortable. And um, so it was really important to me to come out with comfortable running bras. So with the Runners Love Yoga activewear, you know, it's really activewear for everyone who runs, not just for the runners who love yoga. So I wanted to make that more obvious. So I feel like this is just a really natural step as a brand. Um, And since I started Runners Love Yoga, I've called it RLY mm-hmm. as an abbreviation. You know, I would write these handwritten notes with the packages, you know, like, thanks for your order from RLY. And I referred to Runners Love Yoga with the RLY abbreviation. So if you add two vowels to that, you get Relay as in Relay Runco. Um, and it just, I think it just makes it really, it makes everything kind of make sense. It's in like my personal Instagram it is me. And then we have the Relay Runco Instagram, which is Relay Runco. And then we have the Do Yoga Run Faster Instagram, which is really Runners Love Yoga TV and all the. So it kind of separates it out in a mm-hmm. way that like makes more sense. And it makes it clear that like the active wear really is for everybody who runs and is active. Um, and it just allows me to grow it kind of from there, too. Was that a scary step to make? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely was. Um you know, because I have all these people who are really hardcore followers of Runners Love Yoga specifically. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how they'd react, but they seem really excited. So because they know that the activewear is really good and that it is for, you know, runners who don't maybe necessarily love yoga, but they should still give it a try. <laughs> I would wear that outfit, yeah. the tie dye purple one that I have, like to mm-hmm. a Pilates class too. Like I would, yeah. I would, I can wear that to run and then you can wear it for any kind of workout. Yeah, no, you can. How do you um, like come up with it though? Like I know you have this kind of like funky fun style with your patterns and stuff like uh-huh. that. So I have two questions. How do you come up with those designs? Do you have someone designing that or do you design it? Does your husband? And then like that fabric, like that fabric is so soft. It's like butter. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy you love the fabric. So 
that's something that I think is kind of distinct for us as a brand is just our fabrics are really, really amazing. Like they're, and that's something I focused with, with runners love yoga back when we started with the fabrics for a long time is just getting like a super soft hand feel, um, hand feel. I feel like that's like a (laughs) textile terminology word that we use with the fabric industry. But, um, so like a super soft hand feel and like something that's very supportive and, um, you know, it's taken a long time to just dial the fabrics in and get those just right. But like the stuff is really good. Like I'm really proud of, of the quality and, and how everything has come out. And then in terms of the designing, that's just, it's such a process. So I actually am designing those. Really? Yes. How do you do that? I don't even know. It's a lot (laughs) of, (laughs) it's a lot of measuring um, and just like tweaking, like based on your initial sample. So I'll like make an initial sample and then just kind of slowly tweak it into like another version and another version until I like kind of get it just right. Um, like, do you buy a pattern though at like a store? Like, like the tie dye, like that yeah. specific tie dye. Like, how do you even come up with that? Oh, you mean with the uh, fit of the shorts or with the uh, no, that like the actual design, like the actual oh, colors. Like the, oh well, I'm getting those from my fabric people. <laughs> okay, so then <laughs> yeah, so they give you samples like- and then you buy them. Yeah, I'm buying those from like textile. Okay. And so you just like have a ton of different like options to choose from like patterns and you're like, I want to make that pattern into a sports bra or spandex short or whatever. Yeah. Although I will say the tie dye like that, the fabric comes is tie dye. But the things like that are printed, we're actually developing those prints ourselves. Like the, the one, did you have one with like zebras on it that you wear a lot with the red? Yeah, the leopard print one. The leopard print. Okay. Yes. So we did that and like I, I picked out all the colors of that print and everything. So I think another thing that's kind of distinct about us as a brand is we have like just really fun colored things. Yeah. Too. Super fun. Yeah. yeah. And I've eyed the la- the sweatpants with like the uh-huh. the hooded top with like the it's like a sleeveless, right? With big yes. armpit holes. Yes. Kind of funky yes. and fun. Yeah, that's the team hoodie. So that's a, like a, just a really that's made of French terry too. So it's just really comfortable, and um, we have some really nice loungewear that's all French terry and cotton, and just great for throwing on after and before your workout. And so your husband, he does like apparel too, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because we started our businesses. We've we've known each other more than ten years now, and we've been married for five. Um, but he owns Cutaway USA. So he, he started, he was a, he's a graphic designer and he does all these custom cycling kits for teams like all around the world. So he's a super top-notch designer. So he's been really helpful Mm. for my business because if I need a graphic designer for a project, I can just ask Philip. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is like massive. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, he's really busy, so I have to (laughs) bribe him. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's been nice with Relay Runco. I'm like, He's kind of a co-founder too because we're going to have men's stuff eventually. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was important to me to kind of like include Philip in this because he has been important in terms of just the design of of things. Um, We we kind of bounce ideas off each other all day. So he'll ask me questions for Cutaway and then I'm asking him questions for Runners Love Yoga and Relay Runco and 
will be like, what do you think of this fabric? Or, you know, at this point, we have enough experience that we'll look at fabric samples together and be like, oh, yes, this would work great on a bib strap for cycling shorts. Or this would work great as, you know, an armband or a side panel or um, it's really, I don't know, such a, we were actually talking about this the other day that it's such a skill to like know what fabrics are good and to know where to put them. And I don't know, we we're both very, I'm super detail oriented. So I think that is something that we have in common that we're like super attuned to details um, and it, that's something that's so valuable when you're designing clothing, um, especially activewear, I think, um, that just come in handy. So it's just been like cool. Like we've been working the whole pandemic on <laughs> crazy projects and, you know, we've been, we've been really thinking about Relay Runco since 2019. So that's it's so good. It's finally here. Yeah. It's been something that's been in the works for a long time. So it's nice that it's kind of finally come to fruition and um we have a lot of really exciting stuff we're going to actually even have a custom singlet program too so yeah so teams can come to us and like we can get you some sick nasty fabrics like (laughs) oh i am for sure i need to come yeah i'm like now i'm thinking of all the things i'm like maybe i need to outsource this to Anne. (laughs) we have some italian textiles that are really awesome like we can get you cold black which is like this really awesome fabric that actually cools you off as you heat up oh that's so Um, cool yeah so i'm really just excited about this i think philip's kind of bringing to the table like all his cycling industry experience and there's a lot of really interesting fabrics in the cycling industry that people don't use yet in Mm -hmm. running that we've been aware of for a while um so yeah, we have we have some really neat design things that we're going to unleash pretty soon. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, so mm-hmm. like, where do you see yourself? Like, it's so hard, I'm sure, to think about. Like, there's so many brands mm-hmm. out there, right? Oh like, yeah. So like, where do you see yourself fitting in, and like, how do you see yourself getting out there, right? Like, I want people to know about this great uh-huh. product because it's so comfortable and like, yeah. it's so good. And I want to support a small woman owned business at the same time. Uh huh. So what are your thoughts on all that? I don't know. I don't know quite yet. It's the getting it out there is almost the hardest thing. Yeah. I feel like once people know about us, we have a ton of repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Like even with runners love yoga, people, once they buy a kit, they keep coming back for more. So like just getting that initial customer is almost the hardest thing. Um, we've really started to expand our wholesale. So there's, oh, yeah. Yeah. So in running shop, so if you own a running shop and you're listening, yes. come, yeah, reach out to me because we do wholesale and we're really easy to work with because we aren't a massive 150 person organization. You know, you're dealing directly with me. We have everything in stock. So I like ship it to you the next day. Yeah, we like don't have inventory problems. Like we have, we, you know, so we're super easy to deal with. Philip deals with custom people all day long, like for his jobs. So I think that's really kind of the next step is like getting into running shops. We're already in Millennium Running in New Hampshire and then Ragged Mountain Running Shop here in Charlottesville. So I've, I've really just started to focus on the wholesale stuff because I wanted to do the brand expansion first before before really going all in in that so I like want to be a salesperson for you now yeah like, I want to like take your stuff to like stores I know nothing about them other than they're really comfortable but like you need to have them in your store <laughs> yeah no the stuff is really really good so um I'm I'm really really proud of 
of what we've produced and you know as a runner I and especially even as a yoga teacher you know before the pandemic I was teaching like 12 fitness classes a week it was really nuts oh my gosh and um it was really important to have just very comfortable stuff yeah and I would hate when I would get up in the morning and go teach like an early morning yoga class and I'd be like oh I don't like these leggings you know like it's too tight (laughs) for 5 a.m yeah it is so that was really important to me along the way to just make extremely, you know, I think since 2020, let's be real. We're all about being comfortable. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened to like my quote unquote work wardrobe, but it doesn't exist nope. anymore. <laughs> it is workout clothes. Yeah, it is workout clothes. So I don't know. I feel very confident that, it, you know, if people get stuff from Relay Run Code, they're going to really like it. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just in one of the fleet feats here in Raleigh Mm -hmm. and Glenn and I were just buying new shoes, but I noticed that like they were lacking that like active wear, like Mm -hmm. chill clothing line. Whereas Mm. like the, the specialty run store in Indy that I was like, I used to do some work for them and I'm super close with a lot of people that work there. They, you know, they had Lululemon, they had Viore, they had these like active leisure wear brands that weren't necessarily like known as runner brands. Yeah. And that's where I discovered Viore actually. Um, And I like loved them, but I do think that there's a lot of specialty run stores that focus a little too much on just like having the Nike and the Brooks and not that there's anything wrong with those, like those kind of brands. But when you bring that element of fashion and fun to it, along with good Mm -hmm. quality, Like it just, it makes you want to shop more when you're in that store. Yes. I think, well, and I think we are kind of more fashionable than some of Totally. You're, and you're fun. (laughs) Yeah. We, you know, it's, I love kind of doing plays on words with the relay in the relay run co. And, you know, I think fashion, art, performance, comfort are the four legs. I love that. The relay is kind of what we're thinking of when we're designing. Um, And I also think there's too many running brands that are like getting away from the straight up running stuff. Uh-huh. So we're going to have some, like we're coming out with a windbreaker jacket in oh, a couple of That's fun. Um, yeah. We have, I have different iterations of the Rachel pocket shorts and different inseams that are going to be out in a couple months too. So there's just a lot in the works that I'm really excited about. Um, a lot of fun colors and things and pockets everywhere. <laughs> I know. Well, and I will say yeah. one more plug on those shorts. And I, I, I'm telling you all, they do not move. And I have thighs. Like my, my legs rub together when I run. Like I, I have that issue um, with shorts right up. But the, um, the pockets. So I run with the koala clip, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking for like a Razorback sports bra to put it in. So uh-huh. I put my koala clip in the pocket with my phone in it and it didn't pull them down. Which, oh, awesome. Good. Yes, because I've had that problem as well. Like I'll try to stick my phone in the side of my shorts or like uh-huh. in a built-in pocket and it always kind of like yanks down the, yeah. the stomach and uh-huh. it didn't pull them down. Like they stayed in place and I was really surprised because I just kind of thought that would be, you know, your phone's kind of heavy. It, true, especially nowadays, those phones are huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's that's awesome. I've actually have almost lost my phone in those shorts. Cause yeah, I'll put them in the pocket, and I'm like just doing work around the house, and I'm like, where'd my phone go? Yeah, and they're they're like I forgot that they were in the pocket. Yeah, and it um, 
I still use the koala clip because I sweat so much and because if it's like raining or whatever, I don't know, just to like protect it. But um, it's easier access as well than like the back of the sports bra having them in your side pocket. Yeah. We're actually also making, now that you talk about that, a sports bra with a phone pocket. Oh, nice. Nice. So we are, we're going to make that. I was talking to a girl who runs in D.C., and she's had pr- trouble finding good bras that have a foam pocket yes. in the back where it doesn't bounce around. And I'm like, I can figure this out. Yeah. So <laughs> I I think that that it's time. I mean, I don't yeah. know what brands have that. I think Sunita people brought put me onto that. I've never bought one though from them. Yeah. Um, has a sports bra pocket, but or a phone pocket in the back there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's that's definitely like something that should be part of your line. That'll be awesome. I don't often run with my phone, but the couple of times that I have, it's just like very uncomfortable, like with it just in your hand. Mm-hmm. So do you not listen to music or anything when you run? No, I usually don't. Um, the only times I, I would say the early years of grad school when I was just super overwhelmed with work, I like absolutely needed my iPod to get out the door. Yeah. And I actually loved that. I almost should get back to that. <laughs> yeah, but they don't make iPods yeah. anymore. I know. I know. So like, does my iPod even work? I don't know. I, I'm not even sure where my iPod is right now, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, that is a shame. They need to make iPods. Like, Well, you know? I was thinking about that because mm-hmm. I, I was actually thinking about that with my kids because I... My son just went on a trip with my husband to New York and he wanted to listen to music on the airplane. And so I was like, just give him your phone. You don't need music or a podcast for like, you know, the hour you're on the plane. Uh Um, But I was like, I would really love for him to just have like a music playing device. That's not, he doesn't need a phone. He's 10. But like, Uh I I mean, I like to listen to music. I would love for him to have that, but they don't make iPods anymore. I know. They just want us so connected to our phone. Yes. Like, I want a device with just music that doesn't have my email on it, that doesn't have my work stuff on it. You know, it's, I don't need to be that integrated. No, the good old MP3 player. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Remember the little MP3 players? (laughs) And you'd have to like load it up on the MP3 player before. I mean, I remember Discman's. Oh, yeah. I mean, I listened to like CDs on the way home from school on the school bus. Oh, yeah. Lauren Hill. All the time. I'm trying to think of all the CDs I had that I would like. Yes, I would like. I remember sitting on the bus on the way home from like Mm -hmm. football games because I was a cheerleader and like listening on my Discman. Oh, yeah. And also trying to run with a Discman. I've been running that long that I tried to run. I used to try to carry a Discman on the run. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I never tried to run with one of those, but I definitely, (laughs) I understand the sentiment of wanting your music separate from everything else and just be your music. Not have to be tempted to check a text message or like look at email or anything if you're like taking a break for water or whatever. Um, Exactly. Well, Anne, I'm, I'm really excited for you. I think that there's just big things to come and I can't wait to see your products in multiple, you know specialty run stores around the country and everybody listening like go look at the website I will swear by the pocket shorts the Rachel pocket shorts you might as well get the matching sports bra if you're gonna do it <laughs> um I'm all about the matching sets these days um Anne is offering listeners um uh, what is it what's the discount is it 20 percent it's um 15 percent with code another okay yeah 15 yeah, percent I hope I haven't been saying 20. I don't think I have. <laughs> 15% with the code ANOTHER. You won't regret it. So, Anne, 
it's been a while since we had you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So let's do into podcast real quick to, to wrap up. Do you have a best, most recent book you've read or have you had no time to read with the launch? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, Lindsay. I was like, she's going to ask me this question. and I, <laughs> I, No, I actually haven't read a book in a while. It's really sad. Um, that's it, It's actually hilarious. At the start of the pandemic, I like ran out to Barnes and Noble and like bought like five books. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to just hole up and read. And then I like got really busy with Runners Love Yoga TV. And Oh, I bet um, you did. Oh, I did. I've I've filmed like 200 yoga classes since like April 2020 or oh something. My gosh. And um, then with Relay Run Co launching, like I have not read a book in a long time. So I've read, I've done a lot of reading about how to like code things on websites. Oh <laughs> like, did you know anything about that before you um, delve like dove in? Well, I had, I had, I feel like I have a lot of random experience from just the runnersloveyoga.com yeah. website mm -hmm. that, and that platform, just like the, the base of that platform was getting like outdated where sure. I would try to do almost like magic tricks to like get things <laughs> to look a certain way. Yes. So <laughs> I was used to thinking in like an overly creative way to like get things to work there. So it actually was a lot easier in some sense building RelayRunCo.com with like the really up to date yeah. web stuff that's out there right now. Um, <laughs> I, re I do remember last time I talked to you, you were like, do you ever watch TV? Yes. And, <laughs> and I remember I told you I watched like every episode of Forensic Files. Okay. Something like that. Uh -huh. So I'm now I'm into Law and Order. It's like very nice because it's reliable and always on TV. And oh my gosh, I honestly, the past two months, I haven't even watched that much TV. And I've had to almost be careful that it's not too like energizing um I got into Outlander for a while okay but it was like almost too intense for me to like watch before I was going to sleep so that's always the hard part because when else yes. are you watching tv you're watching tv before you go to sleep yeah I know and it's funny because Philip falls asleep like no matter what is mm. on he'll be like let's watch tv together and then psh, you know out like a light and yeah <laughs> like great I'm gonna go turn all the lights out now yeah I'm, I'm gonna lock all up. the doors do all the things brush my teeth wash my face yeah. I know my husband can pass out and just like his day clothes like you know yeah Let's be honest, it's loungewear at best these days, but still, like, yes. doesn't care about getting his cozy jammies on, brushing his teeth, washing his face, making sure the temperature is at 66, all the things. I'm like, oh, I, have, yeah. I have this, like, long checklist, and he's just like, bleh. Oh, 100%. This is, like, our house every night. I'm. He's like, why are you taking so long to get ready for bed? I'm like, I need to floss. I yes. Need <laughs> I need to put on my face serum. <laughs> I need to take my iron supplement. You know, I need to do my like four stretches that I always do before I go to bed. You know, then I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I just ordered an eye mask and he was mm -hmm. like, this is it, man. This is the end. You are officially <laughs> your mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I like, I do earplugs now. So then I, it's like, I'm yeah. like, why have I waited this long to block out like random noise that wakes me up and now I have my eye mask it's just like the list of bedtime the che bedtime checklist for just me personally my kids all aside yeah. like is a <laughs> mile long 
that I I am fully on board with the very long bedtime checklist. That is 100% me too. <laughs> I went 20 years probably without washing my face. Maybe 10. I don't know. Yeah. Since I started wearing makeup or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, I figured in my 30s into my 40s, it's a good time to make sure I'm washing my face every day. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was little, I didn't even know that was like a thing. No. You washed your face. <laughs> even in college. I remember my fr- my yeah. one of my roommates being like, you don't wash your face at night? And I'm like, no. Why would I do that? <laughs> My face isn't dirty. My face is clean. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shower in the morning after I work out. Doesn't that count? Yeah. Oh, now we have like million dollar serums and all the things. I know. Vitamin C cream. Yes, yes, the eighty dollar <laughs> vitamin C cream. No matter where you get it, it's expensive. It is. Um. Well, Anne, this has been super fun, and I'm super excited for you. Thanks, Lindsay. It's so great talking to you as always, and I'm I'm really excited too. And and looking forward to where we go from here. All right, everybody. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, Anne, for sharing your story and catching up with us. That was fun. I hope you all will go support Anne and grab yourself a cute, comfortable, functional new outfit. Go to RelayActive.com and the code ANOTHER will get you 15% off your order. Uh, All right, friends, and my fundraising for Every Mother Counts For the New York City Marathon 2022 has kicked off. Link to that fundraising page is in the show notes at sandyboyproductions.com. I will also be sharing about it on social media as well. I appreciate your support there, as does Every Mother Counts. Such an amazing organization. Thanks for being here, and we will see you tomorrow with a new episode on the podcast with Emily Enfeld. Have a really great rest of your day, friends.